Yeah! So here's the deal, Al. This is why people need to make sure that they're here for the start of the show at 9.55. Every yep. Day, right? Because if you are just jumping in right now, we're going to get you covered. We're going to get you caught up on everything you missed. But here's what you missed. DeAndre Jordan, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, Frank Vogel, LeBron James, Trevor Ariza, Dwight Howard, and THT. Those are the only people that have been on the show today. If you did miss it, uh, make sure you tune in. Mason and Ireland are coming on after us, Sedano and Cap, and then also you could always go on the ESPN app or on iTunes, catch the full three hours of our show, just search Travis and Sliwa. What's been your favorite part so far? Because you know, we've talked to every star, we've yeah. talked to the coach. What's been yeah. your favorite part of the day? You know what's funny? It's uh, I said this very early on that it kind of hit me. It's like, damn, this is this should be a very special season. And I, I want to kind of emphasize that because – We've had championship teams. Mm -hmm. We've had championship rosters. We just had a championship less than a year ago. Trav, it, it's you're around some of the greatest players to ever play the game, and there's multiple. There's how many of them that are sitting on the same roster? So when you say your favorite part of the game or favorite part of today, it's seeing the back of Carmelo Anthony's jersey. It's seeing Russell Westbrook walk by us so casually. It's seeing... Um, even players that have been in the league for a long while, like DeAndre and, and Dwight and all this other, uh, you know, I, I don't say it lightly. I really genuinely think this this is a special season we got in front of us. Yeah, that's wrong. The right answer is LeBron James. <laughs> the, 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 the right answer is LeBron James on our show. That That's pretty exciting. You don't hear him on the radio all that often for him to come by. And, by the way, you could tell there's a little bounce in his step, step too, yeah. right, that it's – I'm ready. To, I'm excited to go to work. I'm excited for the practice today. I'm excited for the game this weekend. I'm excited to get through this whole process. And look, you, we talked about Carmelo Anthony a minute ago about how there's nothing left for him to do in the NBA other than win a championship. There is literally nothing, nothing on nope. LeBron. Call resume. it a day. Call it a career. MVPs, Finals MVPs, all-time scoring leader. All you know. The, it's kind of funny. All of these things. He mentioned his kids. Yeah. Are a lot of that motivation that when he yeah. sees his 17-year-old and his 14-year-old yeah. go out and play, he gets hyped up. He wants to come. Out. Yeah. LeBron, you can't just go see your kids play and then go be ranked top three in the world still but, at in, uh, year number 19. And this is why I will never ever understand why yeah. there's pushback with him sometimes. And, and and the Laker fans have warmed up to him obviously over the last couple of years, but. Listen to what he just said. This is a guy going into his 19th season mm -hmm. who goes watch high school basketball yeah. and gets inspired to yeah. come back into the gym the next day. A guy that, that was my question, too. Yeah, that, that, that has all of these things, finals MVPs. It's MVPs. confirmed it was it, my question. It's, it's, no, I don't think that's okay. true. I, no, said, I asked him the Tom Brady question. You, you, you just no, I, but here's the thing. I already brought like up Tom Brady. Uh -huh. And then I, when you brought up Tom Brady again, I was like, no, that's cool. You took that idea straight from me. That's well, great. I, you're, that's assume, great. you're assuming that I listen to your questions. That's, that's, that your, that's your biggest assumption. You were playing Tetris <laughs> when I was asking my question. <laughs> By the way, how great would that be? Like, oh, hey, hey LeBron, let me, just, let me just finish this up for a second. I got, I'm, uh, I'm sending an email to my mom. No, this will do <laughs> <laughs> when LeBron walks by, we'll both ask him, hey, which, when we asked our question, do you remember when we brought him to like, what the hell are you guys talking about? Media day, media day over. <laughs> yeah, well, look, I, I didn't, Emily, you kind of you kind of blew it for me right there because I was hoping, I was hoping that at some point today, yeah. somebody was going to come by and ask us sure, to do and ask that's Flea such right a here. top priority. It is at the Rams games. So far, we've done two Rams home games, and we are two for two in both post-game, pre-game show where people are coming by. 
asking so as, about as, as we watch and you know we promoted this obviously the lakers media days 10 to noon i think dwight might be the final one who's talking in front of the media now <laughs> uh-huh. um nobody's enjoyed today more than dwight Howard, oh, by the way <laughs> dwight loves his media day <laughs> yes he does he's good at it he's very good at it he's yeah. got that personality and it's you know it doesn't feel like he dwight howard it, it felt like he, this guy probably always felt like he had this a franchise on his shoulders and since he hasn't had that over the last couple of years, he could just be himself. Yeah, well, yes. Just like, think about that. You, like, you, you you couldn't be more right. And and I think this is, look, what Dwight is doing at this stage in his career, what Carmelo Anthony is doing at this stage in his career, is why I think you have optimism and many, many other people have optimism about Russell Westbrook. Now, he's not as close to the end as those other guys are. He's Russell's still, only 32. Right. No, he's, yeah. got, he's got a lot of time left. That, but it's not, it's not time left on the clock. It's, hey, what else do I need to get done here? What else is important to me to do this? Because I don't know if there's a better example of somebody – that embraced a new role in this league than that guy right there in Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard was well, one can of I the, tell you something? Yeah. You know, as you mentioned that, he didn't have a choice, Trev. He I, wouldn't be in the league. Well, see, this is my he backs fear. up you, against the wall. I you, think I think you don't have a choice. You just expressed my greatest fear. You're right. Mm-hmm. That's exactly why he did it. Because he was, you know, didn't work out great his first time here in LA. Yeah, yeah. He goes to Houston, didn't work out all that great. And next thing you know, you're bouncing around. You're bouncing you're in on Atlanta, Atlanta. You're yep. in Washington. You're in Charlotte. You're you're bouncing around. Where you're getting close to how these things typically end. He's available, and the Lakers say, you know what, let's give it a shot. And he embraced it, and it worked, and he goes to Philadelphia, and it worked, and he's back here in L.A., and it feels like it's going to work again. But there were no other options. With other players, there are other options. Well, here's the difference. wonder about it. Here's the difference. The difference is, you know, Dwight was still getting paid franchise player Mm -hmm. money. Dwight was still looked at, even when he went to some of these other spots, not his, you know, last couple of stops. He was still looked at as if we can bring a Dwight Howard in He's going to be the best player or second best player on the team. If I told you from an importance perspective, I think Dwight's important. Sure. But I can name off five other players that are more important Mm -hmm. or equally as important. When I say that he came to this stage of his career and he has no other choice, he really doesn't. And I, but you're right about embracing it because you could be Carmelo. It took him a second. It did. Carmelo wasn't wasn't ready to take on that role. He until was he got the to, until he got to Portland, it really yeah. wasn't something that he was comfortable doing. And and you have to be, look. There's two things going on here. We're talking about embracing that role, and the other part is some guys are more comfortable in a supporting role than in the lead role, right? That what makes magic magic and Kobe Kobe and LeBron LeBron is not only are they the best player. Okay. Sure. You got to You got, I'm comfortable with everything that comes along with that. I'm comfortable with taking the shot. I'm comfortable with missing the shot. I'm missing com- the shot. I, I'm, the I'm comfortable yep. with telling a teammate, Hey, you're not doing enough. I'm comfortable with every television camera in the entire NBA being on me after every game and understanding that it's not a burden. This is my, this is my role in the NBA. Carmelo Anthony's had that role before. Russell Westbrook's had that role before. Dwight Howard's had it. Anthony Davis is is living it right now as well. And some guys wear it better than others. And when all of a sudden that stuff goes away, and all, all you really need for me That's to do is show up call. and play basketball, mm-hmm. <laughs> hell yes, let's go. And all of a sudden you can find a whole new lane for yourself like I think Dwight did. Yeah, and, you know, I, I don't want to emphasize it as in it, it came out of it came out of necessity. When I say it came out of necessity, all I'm referring to is I don't think he had a choice from there. Okay, so we got uh, we got some Dodgers baseball going on tonight, and something that you've been preaching here 
for the last, let's say, five days or so, mm-hmm. since the last start Bueller had, mm-hmm. you've been talking about shutting down Walker Bueller. Um, Walker Bueller is going to start tonight. How do you feel about that? I want to see two things. How, yeah. many, how many pitches is he going to throw, and what do those pitches look like? 119 Be- pitches? No, no. He's, <laughs> what, what, what do you think? I mean, you think he'll throw over 80 pitches if uh, he's pitching I, well? I, I, I hope not. Yeah. I, I really hope not. I think this is a let's get sharp sort of opportunity. And let, I mean, look, they're playing the Padres, who are eh. They're only nine games back yeah. with six to play. They, they, they're, they're out. They're yeah. done. They're, yep. You know, they're just trying to finish the season above 500, which, which they feels won't. like a stretch at this mm-hmm. point. Um, so there's, but here's the thing: Manny Machado is going to try to get a hit when he comes to bat. Sure. Fernando Tatis Jr. is going to try to get a hit when he Absolutely. comes to bat. So these guys are really good players. I want to see the sort of swings they get because it wasn't just that Walker Bueller got hit in his last game, which he did. It was the swings. They were really comfortable swings. And I said this at the time, and I'll bring it back up again: the pitcher chased him out of the game. Right. The the Herman Marquez. Double, right. Hit a rocket off the right field wall. That was the pitcher. I okay, I get it. He's a good hitting pitcher. It's the pitcher. Sure. Okay. So you had a three what, run lead that game. Right. So you, what what walked the, out down five three. What do the swings look like? What do the velocity look like? And more importantly, perhaps than all that stuff, is how many innings he's going to throw. Because the math is just telling you the division is getting more and more unlikely by the day. Let's make sure we're as fresh as possible going into that wild card game, going into the matchup against the Giants. Because here here's the rub, Al. I don't think there's a team out there that scares me in a series. Not the Giants, not the Brewers, not the Braves, not whoever comes out of the American League. Just I'm good. The scary thing, the only scary thing left for the Dodgers, October six, is getting into the damn yeah. tournament. Yeah. That's the scary part: is getting in a tournament against a team that decided, you know what, we'll just never lose again. They've win, they, they win every game that they play. They've got a very good pitcher in Adam Wainwright, who's yep. pitching really. The whole team's hot with the bats. That's the only part of the once they get through that one game playoff, if that's in fact the route that they take, game on. They're but, still but, as good. They're, they're still better than okay. everyone else they're going to play. But that's why last week was such a tough conversation that we were having is because I feel like that that contradicts some of what you were talking about. I get what you were saying about don't start Walker Bueller. I get what you were saying about on Sunday. Don't put Julio in. Trav, the thing that you just said, the biggest obstacle for the Dodgers is what? The biggest obstacle is that October 6th game. And Mm -hmm. I think that's why Dave Roberts is still trying to play out the division, which it's fair to say that with six games left and you're two back, and if it goes to 163rd game, you'll have Scherzer. Okay, I get that. It means that the Giants have to lose two of their next six, and it means that the Dodgers have to go undefeated. Mm -hmm. So that's why that was a difficult conversation for me to have with you because – the way you ramp up and you you put that one wild card game that you think it's the biggest challenge for the Dodgers, mm-hmm. that is the biggest concern because, as you know, they could be out by October 7th. Se- second biggest concern right now, okay? That, that game is the game that scares me the most, but the second biggest concern is that game. The Are these guys one, fresh? The these number pitchers. one yep. thing, and this is what I was trying to get at last week, and this is what I think is going to play out tonight with Walker Bueller pitching, is – Let's eliminate the worst-case scenario. The worst-case scenario is Bueller is running on empty. Orius is running on empty. Kershaw's not sharp. Heading into the, the playoffs, playoffs, right? That even if Scherzer, who has basically been unhittable for the better part of a couple of months, goes, goes right through the, uh, the uh, St. Louis Cardinals, right? 
And then you go in, and now you're kind of limping in. Like, I don't know, Walker Buehler hasn't pitched well in six weeks. What's going on there? Julio Arias doesn't look right. That You're just burning capital on these guys over the last two weeks when the division was really never that close to They were a with. game back. That was the difference is they were just one game back. And, uh, by the way, looking at it today, I, I, got, I understood your point the entire time, but I think the danger that everybody feels going into that wild card game, that's why people are saying, and I kept saying, play through Sunday, see mm -hmm. where you are. Well, you know what happened by the time Sunday came? They actually lost ground because they lost one to Arizona and San Francisco swept the Rockies. Today's stat here or here of the day is hopefully Walker Bueller. We're going to need to see some good stats. Absolutely. Whether it's 96 miles an hour, whether it's a bunch of swings and misses or strikeouts, but perhaps innings pitched is the most important. And a W. I, I, I think that's less important. Look, this, the Giants play Arizona and San Diego, okay? They, they, you couldn't ask for a better setup than this coming in. By the way, for them. This, this is, you know, big news too. Brandon Belt, broken left thumb, status unclear for San Francisco. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, you, you've kind of mentioned this, how everything has broke right for the San Francisco Giants. Baseball gods. This could be this could be one of those that you know obviously uh, is is a huge huge uh, loss for the uh, for San Francisco. More often than not, mm -hmm. you go through a season and you get a few and you don't get a few. You Things get even a, you, themselves out. You just kind of get a break here and there that mm -hmm. a guy gets hit with a pitch and you think he has a broken wrist. Turns out it's just a bruise. He's fine. Sure, you sure. get, a, you get yep. good news. 162 games. All these players. Right. All of these things happen. And the Giants have more or less gone through what do we got? 156 games with nothing but good news, more or less. So, status so, unclear. Who knows, right? And, and, and if, look, if he's got a broken thumb, I mean, try swinging a bat with yeah. a broken thumb. Good. Yeah. Try hitting Max Scherzer with a broken thumb. Mm -hmm. Good luck with that. So, maybe these things are starting to even out. I don't know. They may, or maybe the baseball gods are saying, look, the giant, this is the Giants' year. They, they're, everything that needs to break their way is going to put a new guy in there that hasn't played all season and he hits two home runs. You know, who, who knows what You know, it's it funny. On Friday, before they started their series against the Rockies, you and I – I mentioned to you, I said, every time something happens against the Giants, remember on Thursday they lose in 10 innings against the Padres and Dodgers come back, two outs, nobody on, Mookie, Amazing. Seager, Trey Turner. And I said that every time that the the Giants' back are against the wall, so far this year they've they found a way to come out of it. What happened three days in the next three days? They gained another a game on the Dodgers. And so, arguably the most challenging place to play in all of baseball. So it's they've been consistent. They've been unbelievable, which reminds me of, you know, just kind of sitting out here on a basketball court. I might I might be 50% from the court. I said 45% earlier. I'm, I'm just – now that things are starting to clear out a little bit, it's starting to, it's starting to look a little more promising. With, with, with that in mind, I'd like to redo today's stat hero of the day is Alan Sliwa, who would shoot exactly 4.5% from behind the uh, three-point line. Stat hero, the exclusive Daily Fantasy app partner of the Trav and Slee Show. Stat hero is the first ever Daily Fantasy sportsbook that gives the player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash 710ESPN for 300% back on your first place. You know what we got coming 300%. up? 300%. You know what we got coming up? By the way, that is the great thing every yeah. time you do set it up you get a little credit here so then yeah. you start going i know you don't you don't need any uh, extra funds in that account i was going to say i don't cash out here before too long i'm just it's it's the phone is getting heavy there are so many winning yep. credits in this phone i can yep. barely drag it around anymore. do you walk around kind of saying like winning gets boring sometimes eh, like, do you do well that? i mean it beats the alternative me al i like winners sure. I, I like teams that win people sure. that win it's there just it's go. it's my personal preference okay you know what we got coming up what do you got um, i've been waiting for this review for a very long time Michael Funches. We like to call it Bunch of Funch. Uh-huh. 
this weekend watched the movie that just came out on streaming, I don't know, 40 years ago. Um, he watched The Godfather. So when we come back, we're going to finally get his review of The Godfather. Okay. By the way, I'm not even sure if he watched The Godfather. I just know he sent us a picture he as if he was about to start the movie. <laughs> yeah. And we'll just have to wait when we come back. So we get a chance to get a bunch of fun coming up next. Stay right here Travis and Sleeva Show, live from Lakers Media Day, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Of course it is Lakers Media Day, Al, but that doesn't mean that we still don't do the things that we need to do. A bunch of funches. Uh, I actually heard AD talking to uh, <laughs> talking to Westbrook about it. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. hey, Russ, you heard this uh, bunch of funch thing? Are they doing it in the 12 o'clock hour? Cause then I could They're probably heavy. back in the locker room right now. Everybody's getting in there. Are they wondering so, if I watched The Godfather? <laughs> there you go, funch. So, all right, let's start right there. Yep. Did, a, did you watch it? I did watch it, guys. Punch, that's not a good start. There's a <laughs> delay there of 38 seconds. Did yeah. you? Okay, so you watched The Godfather, full thing. What day did you do it? I, I need a setup. Okay, here, was here, this on okay, Sunday? Here, here we go, guys. Um, okay. I was sort of procrastinating all weekend on it. Um, sure. Yeah. So HBO, As one does, getting ready to watch <laughs> one of the top you, five H- greatest movies H- of all time. HBO okay. did something great this weekend. They, like, showed The Sopranos in its entirety. So okay. I was watching The Sopranos procrastinating on The Godfather, and I was like, I don't want to watch The Bro, Godfather. you're dancing. Did you watch The Godfather? <laughs> I did watch no? it. I did watch it on Sunday night. Sunday night okay. when I texted you guys and I was going to start the movie, I, I watched it. Okay. And um, so you sat three hours, watched the whole thing, or was there breaks? Like, give uh, us a setup. I, I, you know, made a little dinner before then. Um, okay. I was Sausage by myself. And yeah, I, I wish, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was by myself. Um, my girl was gone. She was gone to a baby shower, and she was gone for like a day in San Diego. So okay. I was by myself, and. It, it Overall was, thoughts. I thought, Overall thoughts. I, I'll say this: it's a better movie than I previously thought it would be. What um, were you expecting? This is the part that I don't quite understand. This like, so when this movie's been out for as long as it has, just, everybody likes it. What were your expectations? Why were they so low? I, I don't know because I, I when I watched it when I when I was in my twenties, um, it was just very slow for me, and it didn't get you know to the killing until like an hour in. So, <laughs> sure. you know what I mean? like no one got knocked off Killing's until like an hour, an hour <laughs> in. You know, the, the horse head. Though. You know. Yeah. That was, that was Early. Luca Brasa got knocked off like an hour Luca in. Luca Yeah, yes. Brasi, exactly. Got, <laughs> got knocked off like an hour in a movie. So I was like bored watching a movie for an hour. Okay. Tell, but let me tell you this, though. Yeah. I think the coldest part of the movie wasn't the killing or, you know, the deception or the lying or whatever. I know which part. What is it? It's when uh, Al Pacino's wife asked yes. if, yeah. No, oh, no, no. Al, no, not even that. Like, Al Pacino had Diane Keaton in the States, and then he kills somebody, and he goes at Italy, and he gets a new woman and marries her. Oh yeah, that's, <laughs> that's that the coldest part of the movie, right there. <laughs> that that's the coldest that part, right too. there, man. All right, well, glad to Europe, hear you get different rules. Your review. Okay, so are you, are you going to do is Godfather two in the mix here, or are you like, no, I'm good. I I think I might do Godfather two, but one thing oh, that's that, no. that irked me about Godfather was that it wasn't free on any streaming pa- platforms. I had to oh. pay for it. Oh man, would you? How much do I owe you? Well, I'll, I'll give you the six bucks <laughs> the, the, that you had to dig into your pocket. Three ninety nine. This this sounds like now that we've had a chance to do this for the last week, 
this sounds like the greatest chore you've ever had. This did not sound like something you wanted to yeah. do. And then at the end, you're still didn't, you know, didn't it, like the couple dollars g- came out of the account. G- given the choice, do you want to, you know, tar the roof of your house or watch Godfather 2? Funches on the roof with hot tar and a mop. 100%. In August. I'll, I'll watch Godfather 2. I'll watch Godfather 2 if you guys want me to do another bit for Funch at the Movies or something like Absolutely. that. I'd say listeners, put out any other movies that you seven. think Seven. got to do seven for sure. Yeah, yeah. Seven, seven and then whatever sure. else. Listeners, put it, put your opinions in. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right, what, what else we got? A bunch of fun here. All right, guys. Um, so we know LeBron was on. You, you had LeBron earlier, guys. The big interview, yes. right? He was yeah, on. Yeah, Yeah. This is this LeBron is LeBron James on Travis and Sliwa. <laughs> your, your interview ESPN. with him was was bigger than what the Mannings did with him last night on ESPN <laughs> two. Well, obviously. Uh, when the subject <laughs> of him and playing pro football was brought up, LeBron said this. Jerry Jones offered me a contract. Also, uh, Pete Carroll did uh, as well in Seattle. <laughs> Uh, during our lockout time, and it definitely got my, my blood flowing again, got my mind racing again, thinking about the game of football, you know, being out there on Sundays. But, uh, you know, we was able to get a deal done in the NBA, and I was back on the court in no time, but I definitely thought about it. I still got the jersey, too, that uh, Jerry and Pete Carroll sent me from uh, 2011. Mm. Now, can you guys imagine six foot eight, 290-pound LeBron James going across the middle and getting – a jumping pass from like Russell Wilson or Dak Prescott or somebody, right? Uh, yes. If the question is, can you imagine it? <laughs> <Yeah>. Absolutely, <laughs> can imagine it. You know, I think of Trav. We talk about this all the time. Talk about guys that played in multiple sports. Sure. We might yeah. talk Bo Jackson, Deion, Deion Bo. Sanders. Yeah, yeah. So, but there's also a lot of tie-ins between NFL players that played basketball. Antonio Gates. Antonio Gates, yeah. Julius Peppers. Sure. Uh, there are guys that did it. LeBron would be posting guys up in the end zone. He'd be posting them up. It Le- would be literally just throw a lob up to him. LeBron James could be whatever he wanted to be as an athlete. If yeah. he wanted to play football, he would have been – he would be Rob Gronkowski, only more athletic and bigger. I mean, there, there's t- – take your pick. If he wanted to do it, that's what he'd be. I don't know. Seeing him up close today, I was like, I don't, I don't know if I'd draft him. I don't know if I would put him in the <laughs> – <laughs> He looked all right. Uh, who is the greatest two-sport athlete of all time, then? I think it's Dion. Dion for me. Yeah, I, I think Bo is Bo is the obvious answer. I think because yep. Bo was going to be, uh, you know, maybe an NFL MVP, and Bo was going to be was an, a Major League Baseball All Star. But we know De- Dion's in the Hall of Fame yep. in in pro football and should be. I don't know if anybody understands how good of a baseball player Deion Sanders was. He wasn't just a guy that played in the major leagues. Had he been a full-time baseball player, he would have been a multiple-time All-Star. He was an so amazing, so ridiculous. Would he been close to a Hall of Famer? Player. Would he been close to a Hall of Famer as a baseball player? I don't player? know. I, I don't know. It's hard to tell, but I I would be stunned if Deion Sanders wouldn't have made five or six All-Star games as a major league baseball. He could run. He could hit. He could cover the, his position. He had a really good throwing arm. He Deion Sanders was a remarkable baseball player. Funches, corner three right here. Um, how many out of ten am I hitting? Uh, Trav doesn't have a lot of confidence right now in my I think, um, corner three, which is the hardest three. It is the opinion. hardest three. Even um, though it's the shortest three. You might hit the you might hit the edge of the backboard. Okay, that's Paul it. George, All right, man. keep going. Keep going. He was hoping for like a quick four no, or something man, you're like not gonna, that. You're not hitting no, one. I don't think you'll hit one. Dude. It's a long way. All right, this, guy, get, this guy said side of the backboard. He didn't even attempt <laughs> for me to I don't miss. think you're rimming it, man, so. Sorry, guys. On Sunday, uh, I was watching football, and I see an ad for Pizza Hut's Detroit-style pizza. And then today, I'm on Twitter, and I see the same Mm. thing, and now I'm dying to try it. I usually don't get specialty pizzas, but I've been reading about this new-style pizza sweeping the nation, the Detroit-style pizza, which is a rectangular-shaped pizza with a thick Mm -hmm. crust. 
Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not a deep dish guy, though, but I, I, I think I can try it just to get down with the pizza. Um, but I'm not a knife and fork pizza guy. That's a, that's a, something that you usually use for a, a deep dish pizza, True. right, guys? True. Sure. Yeah. So with pizza, we have the thin crust, New, New York style, deep dish, Chicago style. We also have the wood, foul, wood fire wood style fire. Yep. Um, Neapolitan pizzas. I've those also heard good. of the Greek pizza, which is like a spongy, airy crust. Um, with those options in mind, what's your favorite style crust, Mr. Foodie of the show, Travis Rogers? Well, there are, only, there are only a few ways that I'm, I'm going to go. say anything you like is fine. However you like your pizza is the right way to eat the pizza. But you look there, down on people that do certain things that that don't yes. hit no, your criteria. I, no, I will judge you if you get something wrong. I just think that this is one of the few times where there is no – like, for instance, I don't like Chicago-style pizza. I just – it's not – it's too wet. Too much loopy. Too much bread. And too much – it's, just, it up, it's right? not my deal. But yeah. I get it. It's it's cheese. It's bread. It's sauce. It's meat. It's veg. It's, it's still pizza. It's mm-hmm. still fantastic. So, believe it or not, my favorite time is just the traditional, just New York-style pizza. That's the way to go. Fold that slice in half and go. That's the best way for me. But my man right this is there. one of the few things not that I'm not going to tell right you there. you're doing it wrong. I think I think he's on to something. Not that it just came out yesterday or anything like that. But there's something about every time you see any of these reviews about pizza, just the go get a New York slice of pizza and you walk out with that paper plate and you just go about your day. There's something to that. There's something to that. I like the fold, too, and you bite the tip off and yeah. then you have that double bite mark at the end. It's wood very fire satisfying. Woodfire is amazing. Sure. Wood Sounds great. I got to say, though, I lived in outside of New Haven, Connecticut, for the okay. past three years. Isn't that like the it capital? That's the, the best cap- the pizza, pizza capital. I heard that too. Really? By yeah. far. Sally's, Frank Pepe's. If you ever She's get not kidding here. This is a real thing. No, I, I would say anytime you get a chance to go there, go there. I did make a bad mistake the first time that I went. Mm-hmm. I... I don't like sauce my pizza. I'm a very I'm a child. But <laughs> I got a tomato pie by accident thinking, "Oh, it's just, you know, tomato sauce with the pie." No, there's no cheese on it. So it was just bread and sauce. So I I didn't have a great first ex- time there, but other times that I went after that was fantastic. So is it like a New thi- Haven? Is it like a uh, thick crust I- or anything? Yes. It's like wood fired. It's essentially that. It's 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 not thick crust. It's a lot thinner. But I've heard New Haven is like the spot in the country, and that's only because I, I watch food reviews. That that I did not know that. Yeah. So that's my new thing for the day. I I kind of lost consciousness for half a second when Emily said she doesn't have sauce on her pizza. Like wait, what? Just the cheese and the meats and the veggies. That's yes. it. So no. I I essentially like that's like a just, sandwich. But it's, <laughs> it's essentially cheesy bread with better crust. That's. Again, I know that I am a child, and that's how I, ch- I choose my pizza. I, I, I like doesn't it. sound bad. I'm just—I mean, it sounds like a, a good sandwich to me. But we need some sort of—I um, don't—I don't, I don't want to use the word. Lettuce I want on it and mayonnaise. <laughs> On a, on a hoagie, on a hoagie roll. Put my pizza on that hoagie roll. <laughs> What's next, Fudge? Funch is still there. Funch is oh, okay. Funches is done. Right. Funch is that's done. done. Maybe he's, he's sick of us. He he's, got upset he's, at us he's the on the ground right now. He blacked yeah. out after I, the no sauce on the pizza. I, I certainly understand. All right, let's. Uh, have I mentioned to you that LeBron James was on the show today? He did 38 uh, times oh. in the last uh, 15 minutes. Good, because he was. LeBron James joined us earlier today. You're going to hear that coming up next. It's Travis Salee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. 
Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, we keep it rolling here at Lakers Media Day from UCLA Health Training Center. And as promised, we are joined right now by LeBron James, who is putting on his headset right now. LeBron, appreciate you coming by today. Thank you very much. I uh, appreciate you for having me, man. What's up, guys? LeBron, uh, you know, I, I'm curious. I, I was telling Travis this, and for somebody who's accomplished everything that you have, and, and we've got a chance to watch other athletes, Tom Brady doing what he's doing at his age, just out of curiosity, can, can you explain you're a four-time champion, you're a four-time finals MVP. What's the drive every single day playing the game of basketball and, and what it means for you to still be here doing what you're doing at this, uh, uh, this level? I mean, it's still burning inside me. You know, uh, the love of the sport, the competitive side. Um, you know, also, I'm going to be honest, having you know, a 17-year-old and a 14-year-old who plays the sport as well and get to be with them every summer and seeing them competing, seeing them getting angry when they make mistakes, seeing they getting excited when they do something great with their teammates, you know, that get me back going again. I'm like, I can't wait to the fall. I can't wait till it's time for me to get back out there. So, you know, they definitely do a, a great job of keeping me going too, but I'm just self-motivated. You know, I get up every single day early to, to prepare uh, for, for this, uh, prepare for what's, what's to come and, you know, that's what it's about. You know, you talk about you continue to learn. I saw you at the Rams game on Sunday, and Tom Brady's out there doing what he's doing yeah. and still playing at an incredibly high level. Do you look at other athletes from other sports and pull things and learn things about whether it's preparation or anything else that aren't just basketball guys but have success in other fields? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, look, I mean, Brady is definitely one of my inspirations, you know, and just seeing what he's able to do, you know, in year 22, you know, 40-plus, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, uh, Messi, um, you know, guys have been doing it for quite a long time and still at the top of their craft. So, you know, um, I definitely look for those guys and see what they're doing, seeing how they're in the pitch or on the football field, you know, and just uh, just gathering more information and more inspiration and everything from those guys because, I mean, we've been doing it for so long, but we're still, you know, at the top of what we do. So, you know, it's, um, it's, it's just very humbling to be able to have, you know, guys like that to be able to look at. LeBron James takes the time to join the Travis and Sliwa show. LeBron, I, I was mentioning this to Russell Westbrook, and I'd love to hear it more from you, what he's accomplished. <laughs> You're one of the most all-round players to ever play the game. And here's Russ with 184 <laughs> triple-doubles in his career. For those who don't understand, can you oh, put it in context goodness. from your perspective? It doesn't make sense, man. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. That just lets you know what type of player, the gift that he has, the determination. You know, people think it's very, you know, you know, they look at Russ, they're like, well, you know, he's out, you know, getting, you know, nine assists, 10 assists, 12 assists. You know, he can get 10 points. But the determination to go get 10, 12, 15, 20 rebounds. He had a 20-20-20 game. That that's ridiculous. Even, that's ridi- that doesn't even make any He had a 20-20-20 game. That's like some Will Chamberlain things. But what would do with blocks, you know, or Bill Russell, they would do with blocks and rebounds. He's doing it with assists, rebounds, and, and points. And, I mean, the guy's just electric. He's fiery. 
Uh, he wants to win. He only cares about winning, and I'm happy to be his teammate. LeBron, you ever think about something like that? Like you see a 20-20-20 game and say, hmm, you wonder if mm-hmm. one night I decided I might like to try something like that. Oh, man, absolutely. <laughs> and then I'll then be thinking about, hmm, the way I'll feel the next day, I may not want to go for the 20-20-20. <laughs> AD um, had mentioned it that there is kind of, yes, you guys won a championship less than a year ago. But there is a chip on a lot of guys' shoulders this upcoming season. Partially has to do with the fact that you guys were not healthy and whole in that last playoff run. What's this year look like for you? And just kind of getting a chance to see everybody that's on this roster. How excited are you to be a part of this upcoming season? Well, I mean, obviously the, the ultimate goal is to uh, host up another Larry O'Brien. That's the ultimate goal. But I'm a guy who lives and, and thrives in the process every single day. Um, and it starts tomorrow, our first day of training camp at 10 a.m., you know, Pacific Standard Time. You know, that's when the process begins. And uh, we know what the ultimate goal is. Um, and we want to, you know, try to come together as fast as we can, you know, having new nine new guys and, and, and build that camaraderie. But along that way, we will not, and I won't allow us to ever shortcut the process to even try to get there. You know, it's all about putting the time and the commitment in it. So, you know, I'm looking forward to that. You know, LeBron, one of the favorite things of Laker fans pastime is to put together starting lineups, and this guy's going to play here, and this guy's going to be the four, this guy's going to be the five. Does it matter to you guys this all, at all no. who, who's in which position? No, 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 because we have so many intangible guys. we got guys that can play so many different multiple positions. Um, at the end of the day, what only, what only matters to us is the win. You know, and whoever out there during crunch time, you know, is, is needs to get it done. You know, we got so many guys that can get it done throughout the course of a game. You know, but it's not even about, you know, the last six minutes. Everybody get caught up in the last six minutes of the fourth quarter. You know, games can be won in the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter. That's when you, you know, can put the team away, and that's when you can really, you know, hit home on what you need to do to get better and better and better. So, Coach, you know, I feel bad for Coach Vogel because he has so many options (laughs) he can go to. (laughs) And him and his coaching staff have to figure it out throughout the course of the season. But, you know, it's definitely a luxury for all of us. LeBron, I'm curious, someone like yourself in this upcoming season you're gonna have fans back in arenas yeah what do you look most for do you like do you like the 20,000 cheering for you or is there something about 20,000 cheering against you is it maybe you kind of describe the different vibes on each one of those um well it's definitely different vibes um you know I I, I love um you know the 20,000 cheering you know the Laker faithful being there and Staples Center and uh you know being excited about what we bring to the table but I will be lying to you guys if I said I loved it more than the twenty thousand booing me. Um, that is, that is, uh, that is the the, you have to the get ultimate. To that, or me. is it just something that you, that you liked right away? Uh, no, I had to get used to it, man. I mean, I'm a you know I got booed a lot in high school. I yeah. mean, um, it wasn't twenty thousand, but I played in front of you know like fourteen thousand, fifteen thousand, sixteen thousand in high school on the road, and you know I got booed, you know then. Um, so. Uh, You know, I definitely had to get used to it throughout the course of my life and throughout the course of my career. But, you know, that's what really brings the most out of me. I I, I really love that atmosphere of being booed and then you're able to, uh, you know, it almost feels sort of like what what Aaron Rodgers did the other night, you know, (laughs) uh, against San Francisco. You know, you're just hearing them and he got 37 (laughs) seconds to get his team into field goal range. And, uh, you know, they were going crazy and he's like, Watch this, and Mason Crosby just drills a, a, a game-winning field goal. That was, you know, you've seen the excitement in Aaron Rodgers on that sideline. Like, you know, I know I'm from here, but uh, everybody shut up. <laughs> we'll end on that one. LeBron, thanks a bunch. Man, I appreciate so, you guys. A Always a pleasure, to man. Thank you. Uh, watch you every night. Thank you, uh, appreciate it. Appreciate man. that, LeBron. Fantastic. <laughs> I love it.
it would have been off the board that LeBron James was going to drop a Mason Crosby reference before the end of the interview. I did not see that. Aaron Rodgers was probably in play. Tom Brady for sure. Mason Crosby just got a uh, LeBron James shout out. You want another one? Yeah. Who else got a shout out? Hit me. Messi. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm looking at my Twitter feed Dude right hit now. hit me on Twitter. said, how hard was Travis trying to hold in his messy voice after LeBron mentioned him? That's from Chimichanga Killer. John Castro writes, during the LBJ interview, it was great until he mentioned Messi, and all I could hear was Trav's voice. John of Fullerton writes, yep. Trav, listening to the interview, do you regret not doing your messy voice to LeBron yep. when he brought him? That would have uh, not only ended that interview... <laughs> They would have gone straight to uh, the studio and said, why don't we just have somebody else do the show? I strongly disagree. I think had I done it, LeBron James and I would have become best friends on the spot. I think he would have respected you to a different level. <laughs> that's like, right. Wow, that's amazing. We would have been like, you know, that's you? I thought that was you. That's now amazing. that I know, why don't, wait, well, you know what? I'm going to cancel me today. Why don't you and I go grab a beer real quick, and we'll, uh, we'll get to know each other a little better. The Dump is coming up next. It's Travis Lee live from Lakers Media Day on 710 ESPN. Okay, Al, so I think everybody kind of understands what Media Day is. It's a chance for the guys to put on their uniforms, take a bunch of pictures that you see during going in and out of commercial yep. breaks on TV, and, you know, you're listening to Lakers basketball on 710. Yep. They do all those sorts of things. All the assembled media gets asked a bunch and of O's, questions. hard, tough questions <laughs> right. about the upcoming season, <laughs> exactly. of course. Put them exactly. on the spot. So for our social, one of the questions that Carlo was asking all these guys that went through was, yeah. name your Laker starting five, your all-time Laker starting five. We're here at the Lakers training facility and all the Laker retired numbers are around yeah. here and the names are just silly. I mean, okay. there's just so many so let's do famous people. Let's do Hit so, me with your so, five. But, but this is my preference starting five, yes. my era, all that stuff. You want to watch it? Have... It could be your era. It could be an old. You could throw George Mikan in there if you want. You can take whoever you want. It, A lot it just... of info on George Mikan. Okay. Call. This is what I would do. I would go uh, <laughs> Magic's my point. Okay. Kobe's running uh, my two shooting guard. Yep. LeBron's my three. Mm-hmm. Four is a tough one. It is. Because I have a very deep affinity to Pau Gasol. Okay. And Anthony Davis is arguably the best two-way player in the NBA. Also true. So that's a tough one for me. Let me skip it for a second. Okay. Shaq's my five. You got to understand, this is my era. I understand. This is my era. Yeah. Shaq is my five. I don't need two centers. I'm going Shaq, and I'm throwing uh, – I'm going to throw Anthony Davis at the four. It, 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 so you and I have four of the same guys. We, we, we well, have, you have Kareem in there. You, I don't. You don't I, 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 look, with all due respect to the cap, right, and, and I love everything that Kareem has done. I think that Kareem is an endlessly interesting human being. I don't know if I've ever had more fun watching Shaq play basketball. Shaq was my guy. Shaq was just Shaq absolutely demolish dudes, dunk on them, and then uh, stare in the – what we used to do this? Remember this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, here's the other thing that Shaq did, and this is why Magic is my all-time favorite Laker, just number one on the list. If we boil this down to one, my yeah. hand's in the air for yeah. Magic. But Shaq had a lot of this too. They played like they were having the time of their life. They, they played with an incredible amount of joy. They were ruthlessly competitive, both of them. They both wanted to win every time they came out there. But want to rip your heart out, there they was, do it differently. They were just doing it with such an incredible yeah. joy yeah. that I, I loved that from Shaq. I know, so I know who you have that I didn't have. Go ahead. Glenn Rice. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. It was Glenn Rice for sure. Horace Grant. How did you know that? Horace Grant. <laughs> it was Eldon Campbell. 
I'm putting Eldon Campbell in the first. No, for me, and again, this goes back to generational. Yeah, it's worthy. Yeah, it, it, it's worthy. Not that, arguing that. that. I, I am a product of the late '70s and in the 1980s. So yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have Showtime Lakers on my team too. So James Worthy for sure. These are, by the way, these conversations are always hilarious because people are gonna come at you now and yeah. be on Twitter as if we went out of our way to piss everybody off, <laughs> and we're trying to. How do you know, not have Jerry West on the list? Which, well, because there's only five spots, and the Lakers have had more than five legendary players. That's how. That's how that works. But right now, Al, it's time for the dump. So we're getting closer and closer to the start of the baseball season. And with the, the National League, it's crystal clear. It's going to be the Dodgers against the St. Louis Cardinals in the wild card game. Uh, it's not crystal clear, but it's very close. It's St. Over. Louis will no, be there. I'm Dodgers telling you, it's, over. it's crystal, crystal clear. Waterford, Swarovski, his crystals. This is how crystal clear it is. The American League's a mess. You could have a three-way tie for this thing. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I'm completely rooting for chaos. I, not only do I want wild card, I want yep. play-in games to get into the wild card double one and done situation. So Emily was just explaining how it works, and I walked away even more confused than when <laughs> yeah. we started. And it's not her fault. It's no. literally the scenario is incredibly. You can have up to five teams. You just said uh, three team play. Yankees are ahead of the whole thing. Okay. Boston is right there as well. Toronto's one game out. Seattle's a game and a half out. I, I don't know what you want me to do. Like I, I don't understand <laughs> how this all works, but she tried explaining to me 100%. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wait till October 5th when there's a game actually being played. Here's how it works. Somebody's going to have to play in two one-and-done games. That That's how it's going to work. There's too much traffic right there. This is both extraordinary and a little bit sad. Jaime Harin, who has been calling Dodger games since 1959. Let me say that again. He's been calling Dodger baseball since 1959. The Dodgers announced today that he is going to retire at the end of next season. Mm. So one more season after this year for Jaime Hearing, that would make 64 seasons of calling Major League Baseball. I love that he, it's going to be one additional year, you know, because then he'll get many opportunities next season for people to appreciate everything that he's done. You were trying to equate this in some kind of terms. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Jaime Harin has been calling Dodger games. If we do this as yep. long as he did that, the Travis and Sliwa show will go off the air in 2000 or 2185. That we, we will be doing this show till 2185. If you, yeah, if we say 2085. 20, I'm sorry, yeah, 20, the 21 in the back at 2085. Yeah, no, 167 would be a lot. That'd be a lot. That, that, yeah, that would be just, yes, over. 2085. So I did, because Amanda's to my Thank right here, asked her if there's any contract negotiations, if they have, if ESPN has any interest to lock us up till 2085. <laughs> she gave me a dirty look. <laughs> yeah, not, not yet. Finish the show. <laughs> yeah, we're going to need her. to do that. There is an E60 coming up on PTI. I'm all in on that. Yeah, I like that. I am all in on that, for sure. Can, can it's I, can I tell you something? There's kind of a fascination. You know, a lot of times we want to talk to the players or there's certain shows that have been around for a long time, but they're known for the shows. You know how interesting it is when you actually get some background on the shows? I want to know how the – we'll just use the 30 for 30. Mm -hmm. How did that get started? Like, you know, there's all these great 30 for 30s document. How did 30 for 30 get started? Like – I think it's fascinating. PTI should be, you know, one that's uh, incredibly uh, interesting as well. Well, they're not quite in Jaime Harin territory, but they've been on the air a long yeah. time together. It's been an incredible show that they've had. And look, I get it that athletes have stories, and some athletes are very good at telling those stories. Some are less good at it. 
those two guys just holding court, talking about all the things that they've seen over the years, you, you can't do any better. There's well, a perfect example. We had this, I think it was the all-star game of the NBA. Didn't TNT do it inside the NBA? Mm-hmm. Like they gave the history of inside the NBA, how Barkley came along, how tough was it for Shaq in the beginning to be a part of the mix? Those are always interesting shows. Here's something I didn't think we were going to get last night during Monday Night Football. Eli Manning double-barreled bird in the middle of their Manning cast. <laughs> was not looking for that. Can I tell you something? I had, I had, uh, I'm doing Lakers talk, and I had my iPad to my left. The Monday Night Football was going on, and I'm scrolling through Twitter. All I saw was double birds from Erli, and there was no context to it. I can't, I can't ask anybody what's going on. I still don't know. So what, what, what was the story behind it? Well, they were doing the show, and he double-barreled it, and they had to come back and try to clean it up a little bit afterwards. And, you know, look, it's live TV. What are you going to do? It's some, some, sometimes these things there's, happen, Al. There's something, there's something very unique. When those two are doing these Monday night broadcasts, uh, Trav, a lot of people are focused on what are Eli and Peyton doing? Who's coming on with them? Nick Saban was on yesterday. They've uh-huh. had these unbelievable guests in the process. It's incredible. LeBron came on uh, yesterday. Matthew Stafford was on last night. That's right. Stafford was yeah, on too. No, I can't decide whether or not I absolutely love Nick Saban or can't stand him at all. It's, it's one or the other because I'm, I'm a little sure – that he's doing an act, that this whole Nick Saban thing is a character that he plays perfectly. I think I lean towards I can't stand him, but I, I kind of like that too, and I think he doesn't care either. You know what I mean? This guy's not worried about what anybody thinks about him. You know what today is, right? National Drink a Beer Day. You gonna Are you going to celebrate accordingly? Are you going to have a beer Tuesday or two? Tuesday night, National Drink a Beer. Grab a beer. Yeah, what kind are we doing? Are we going to do something light like a Mexican beer? Are we going to go I, heavy like an I IPA? Forgot, you know what I forgot to tell you? I told you I was in Seattle. Uh-huh. You ever – you probably haven't even heard it. Mount Rainier has their own beer. Oh, I believe that. Fantastic beer. Fantastic beer. Just kind of came out of home? nowhere. You didn't, bring you, you home. didn't have yeah, any that, suitcase room to bring your, that's your all, co-host back? A, uh, all I told you is that Mount I had a good Rainier beer, and I'm not here to share it. Very important podcast ESPN app or on iTunes. All the interviews with all the players, AD, LeBron, Westbrook. Uh, make sure to tune in. ESPN app or on iTunes. Just search Travis and Sliwa. LeBron James was on the show today. Anthony Davis was on the show today. Russell Westbrook was on the show today. It was a great day today. You can get all of that on the podcast. Slee and I back tomorrow. Ask Slee tomorrow. Get ready. We'll see you then. 955.